we are excited to have you with us today. Man, I, I gotta tell you, we are, I, I have been so overwhelmed with COVID, I'm already tired of hearing it. Anybody else? Right, yeah, but it ain't going away anytime soon. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, it is just, it's one of those things that this, this past week I was just inundated with all of these emails. I, I, I'm on a bunch of different email subscription lists or whatever that, uh, that they send out to pastors and churches and, and ways to respond to COVID-19. And every one of these things had multiple different emails they were sending this week in order to tell you how to respond. And, and I was even getting emails from, from the banks that we bank with and from, I got one, no lie, I got, and I sent it out to my staff because I, th I thought it was so funny. I got, I got pajama grams, COVID response. Why did you get this? I'm like, because I buy pajamas for my family at Christmas time, like a good father does, right? Um, but like pajama gram, wanted you to know that they're taking it seriously. Like, we don't care, pajama gram, be quiet. Um, but but it, it's like so much stuff that's out there. It, and I was just, my, my brain was just full of stuff because I, I, I watched a few different webinars. Um, I got on some... How many of you know what Zoom is? How many of you only know what Zoom is because of COVID-19? Yeah, a lot of the same hands are still up, right? I mean, I've been on more Zoom calls this past week than, than I, I don't know. A lot of you business people are like, dude, we've been doing that forever. We don't in my world. And, and so I've already, we've done a staff meeting uh, by Zoom. I've done a Bible study by Zoom. Um, I even, we have a group and I, and I know they're watching right now, so I'm super excited about this and y'all better dial, I'm not gonna say your names, but y'all should own this because it's awesome. Um, they, they were talking about, they have a small group that meets and, and we're actually gonna publish some small group questions that go along with this sermon um, after, afterwards. I'm looking at Maggie, but she's talking. You know, I can still see you, just be, you're in the audience. I, can, I can't see them, I can see you. We're posting some small group questions afterwards, right? We got those going, yeah. They're already up, sweet, all right, you can, you can already talk about them. But no, wait, wait till I'm done. Um, but they, they are a small group and they meet together and they were trying out their Zoom deal last night, um, yesterday, and, and I got a text from one of them and said, hey, we, we were trying it out today and so we had happy hour together. I mean, come on, they did happy hour, virtual happy hour. They, they set up their screens, they all had some cocktails and just talked and had a great time. Have they dialed themselves up? Have they t said who it is? I, everyone should take that idea. This is community together. I love that they did that. And, but there's so many different things going on. And, you know, last week I talked about those pastors, that group of pastors that I, I meet with and, and how everybody was responding to it. And everyone was different last week. All of us are live streaming this week. The Anglicans next door, this is their very first live stream experience. And, and I was making fun of Bishop Kessler, who looks very much like me. Um, and I said, don't worry, dude, it subtracts 20 pounds from you, man. You're gonna be fine. And um, he's like, really? I'm like, no. Prepare, you better go on a diet right now or set your camera up way in the back so that people can't really tell. Don't zoom in right now, Zach. Um, so, uh, and so there's all these different things and, and I've noticed that I've started operating a little differently. Like I, I went into, um, I, I've been a germ freak forever, right? So I already set myself up in ways that prevent me from getting what you have. Like this, this has just kind of been my life I, because I know you people carry things that I don't want. And so I've set myself up in, in ways and I have strategically placed hand sanitizers um, throughout my life. Um, it, it, but I've, I've never really done what I did um, this past week is I went into a store, a little uh, meat market called Grand Zines. Some of you may know of it, it's a, it's a wonderful place and um, there's one in New Braunfels and this is the one in Seguin I, I went into and it's, 
it's a tiny store, all right? I mean, it's a small little meat market. They got all great kinds of great stuff, but what they do have is good meat, right? And so we go in, I went in, and I, I pull up to the parking lot, and it's packed. I mean, there's just cars everywhere, and I'm like, all right, well, they have stuff at least. And so I go in, and there's a line. They, they, just, they had just received a fresh truckload of fresh meat, and it's just like all lined in their, their case, and there's people everywhere in line. I wasn't actually going in for meat. I was going in for something else, and, and I was just going to be in there very quickly. But I realized when I started walking in, I started, I started judging people. Like I started, have y'all done this yet? I started, if you've been in out somewhere, I started looking at people and I, I'm like keeping my distance a little bit in ways that I don't normally. Like I've gone to like germ freak professional level at this point and I'm looking and I'm diagnosing people. There's this lady who looked very pale and sweaty and I'm like one cough and I'm out of here. Like I know, like she has totally got it. She's the one, put a C on her, right? And, and so I'm dissing myself and that's a horrible response to have. But I was there, and I don't know if you all have, have done this. And, and I got in and out safely. She didn't cough on me. I wasn't even near her because I saw her. Um, I was standing behind this other people. And so I, I, I have been operating differently, and I know you have too. And, and it's just this weird thing because we don't really, we don't really know when it's going to stop. We don't really know what next Sunday will be. You know, my prayer has been, that Easter Sunday, we're back here together as a congregation worshiping and just going nuts and blowing the roof off of this place. But in all honesty, that's probably not gonna happen. I mean, if I'm really, cause I was thinking about it as I got, when I got kicked out from my seat, I was standing over here in the corner like a commoner. And, and I was just thinking, man, I was singing the song, it was so great. And, and I, was, I was like, man, even if it, even if they give the all clear today, I, I don't know how they ramp that stuff down if you look at the rest of the world and all the things that are going on. And so I don't know if we will be in here at Easter. And we've talked about doing a drive through, like everybody come in their cars and do an outdoor area type deal. We've talked about a whole bunch of ideas and, and we don't know what's going to happen. And man, that's, that's kind of scary, isn't it? I, I mean, it's... It's one of those deals where the world that we live in now is different than anything I've ever experienced. Even, even when September 11th happened, this is different. When, when all those things that, that those of us of my age, 40, 40 years old, those of you who are older have been through even greater stuff than I have. Some of you have been through world wars and, and it's just different. We operate, there is some humor in it though, right? I mean, some of you, in, this is a question, and I want you to participate online. I want you to post, have you had a weird COVID, have you run into a COVID-idiot, um, as, as the term is, the COVID-idiots that are out there? Have you run into one of these people? Have you, have you had that moment of just like, oh my gosh. Go, put, put it out there, man. Just th throw it up there right now, Facebook. I'm gonna give you a few seconds to talk about it. I have a story of someone from the first service. She's still in here, but I'm gonna use it again because it was just awesome. Um, post them out. Are they coming? People throwing their stuff up? A couple people. Um, we want to hear your funny moments. I want to hear your funny notes because comedy is of God. Um, those are, that's the voice that God speaks into me. Um, and so, okay, so Melissa Benson, many of you know her. Melissa is my favorite person in the world because she is my best worker and I pay her nothing. Um, and so she is awesome. She's a volunteer here. She does so much. She's great. She's, she's our host right now on Facebook. Um, so, that, so everybody say, hi, Melissa. Just type in, hi, Melissa. Um, it'll come back, hi, from St. Andrews, but that's Melissa. Melissa told a story at the first service. She was in Whole Foods with her son. 
and she's walking, and she just has, like, the oak pollen is a little crazy right now, if you haven't noticed. And she just does this. She goes, <coughs> that was it. Her son, Kyle, we're going to call him out too. I hope you're watching this, Kyle. Jumps back from her and points at her <laughs> like that. Like, she's the one, right? It's just hysterical. Like, I gave you birth, you know, and you're selling me out like that. That's when you fall on the sword, Kyle, okay? You say it was you. Crazy stuff going on funny stuff, but also serious stuff, right? I'm on a text chain from um, one of our men's groups here at the church, and, and I, I, I don't really check in. I don't chime in on this text chain, text chain because I'm not really a part of the group. They include me in on it, and I, I don't usually go to their studies, but I love hearing their stuff and seeing what they put out there. And there was a question last night that I didn't see until the end of the night and I was going to bed. They, there was a, some banter back and forth. And I know a lot of you guys are watching right now because you said you were going to. And, and the question was put out there of, essentially the, the, the basis of the question is, is COVID caused by God? Or is, is like, did God cause this virus and this pandemic to happen? And it's a question that a lot of people have, right? I mean, that's a, that's a real honest question. Did God cause this to happen? Did, is God using this to punish us? Is, is this like a flood reset moment where God's like, I've had enough of these people. I need to get rid of a lot of them. And, and that's a scary thing to confront. Or, or is it even, did God allow this to happen? Did, did God, even in his, his great love, just, you know, you know what, I'm just going to let this one go. Or even, is God not capable of controlling it? Right, these questions, when things like this happen, these questions naturally come to the forefront of our minds. And, and one of the guys on there said, you know, maybe this is the moment, this is gonna be how God brings everything to completion and Jesus is about to come back. But how do you explain that to an elementary school kid? And yeah, that's... It's tough. It's difficult for even people who are older to understand what that really is all about. But those questions are real and they're raw. And it's like, how do you deal with this? And this isn't new to COVID, right? I mean, there's a lot of times where you see stuff happen in the world and like, is God using this to punish or did God allow this or, or where is God in this? And, and then you can take it to this microscopic level and say, man, God, why did you do this to me? Right, there's moments in our life where we have these experiences and, and these things that happen and we're like wondering, God, where were you? Where are you? I know we've all had those moments. And see, that's what this whole series is, is really based around. It's, it's this idea that th this Lenten time where we, we, we wanna look introspectively and we wanna stop and we wanna take this, we wanna confront some of these dark places in our life and in the world and see where God is in them. We wanna see where our part is it. And, and, and we wanna see, and we said this, like search me God and, and tell me the parts of me that grieve you so I can be more like you. And, but then we also wanna remember that we see this through the lens of the gospel. That we see this through the lens of Christ. And so today we, we take another look at this. And I gotta tell you, I don't know if the sermon title is up on Facebook, but you're not gonna make it. That's the sermon title. You're not gonna make it. That's an encouraging word from a pastor, right? 
Let us pray. Right? I mean, what a horrible, I, I, we were talking about it, I think it was this past week, and somebody um, in, on the staff in the office was like, are you going to change your sermon title? Because the sermon titles came out a couple of months ago. I put these together, and I, and I had this all lined up to go, and you're not going to make it, and, and next week, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it, it follows this one, and, and so it was great. You're not going to make it, and, and, and then we come to this, and, and I knew that that was coming because I'd already started looking at it and preparing, and and they're like, are you going to change the sermon title? I'm like, no, God is hysterical in how he works this out, man. We're all worried about that right now anyway, right? I mean, you're, we're all sitting in this place where, where it's scary to even go into the store and you look at all the, it's just a weird time. And so, yes, this is a perfect thing because a lot of us believe that we're not going to make it. A lot of us are worried about whether or not we will. And the fact of the matter is, the truth of that is, you're not. You're not going to make it on your own. See, Paul, Paul is writing to the Philippians here. It's one of his prison letters. It's one of the letters when he rightly is asking the question, am I ever going to get out of this? He's asking similar questions as, as us. We feel like we're in prisons with the social distancing staying in your home. He was literally in a prison. And he's writing to his beloved people of Philippi. He wrote a bunch of letters, but this is one of the letters he writes. And, and essentially he's addressing how they were working out salvation. He was addressing really the answer to all of this. Because the, because the answer to this is like, I'm either going to get through it by myself or I'm not. That's our general go-to. It's up to me. And Paul knows this, and he's addressing this. And he says this, chapter 2, verse 12. Dear friends, you always followed my instructions when I was with you. And now that I am away, it is even more important. Work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Do everything without complaining. Can I get an amen to that one, everybody? Especially those of you that have kids at home right now. Do everything without complaining and arguing so that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. Hold firmly to the word of life then on the day of Christ's return, I will be proud that I did not run the race in vain and that my work was not useless. But I will rejoice even if I lose my life, pouring it out like a liquid offering to God, just like your faithful service is an offering to God. And I want all of you to share that joy. Yes, you should rejoice and I will share your joy. These are the words of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So you have Paul writing this letter to the people of Philippi. And right before this, he kind of gives them this, this, they call it the Christ hymn, a lot of people. He, he kind of paints this beautiful picture of who Jesus is. And then he goes into who they are supposed to be. Now this has been knocked. A lot of people take this the wrong way because he says, work your salvation, work out your salvation. You're like, oh, here we go again. You have to earn it. And that's not what he's saying. He, he's addressing the way that we humans typically deal with this question, the way we typically deal with salvation. 
is, is really two things, two ways. We do it the religious way, which, which means we, we create all these rules, all these orders, all these disciplines, and we follow them minutely. Really what we're doing here is we're becoming our own savior. Because when we create all these rules, all these regulations, and we're like, you have to follow this, you have to do this, you must do all of these things, cross these T's, dot these I's, it is up to me to find my way out of this. See, we're, we've become our own savior then. Look, you can see this playing out in today's scenario, right? There's people that are these uber rule followers. There are these people that are so transfixed on following the rules and the regulations to the very hardcore letter of it's not even law, but it's like suggestions that are coming out there. You see that, do you all know these people? Have you seen? Have you seen the, the, the people that are wearing um, water, uh, like those wa- plastic water things over their heads, right? I mean, these people have lost their minds, right? I mean, it's, people are just going nuts for this. People are shutting everything down, standing on their doorstep going with a shotgun going, don't you come near my house. It's like the walking dead. People are so scared, you don't know who is going to create a zombie in your life. And there are these rule followers thinking that if they follow all of these rules, they are going to be safe. But look at Italy. They put all these things in place and it's not working. And that's not to bring fear. That's not to bring any kind of panic. It's just to say that sometimes we can't rule ourselves into salvation. Actually, never can we rule ourselves into being our own saviors. But then the other side is, is the irreligious people. If the, if the religious people are all about the rules, the irreligious people are, there's no rules, right? It's like, whoa, whatever we want to do. You've seen these people in spring break, right? That are like, have no, they're just sitting down there going, oh man, it's not going to affect me. Just like, <coughs> you know, next to their buddy, right? All this stuff that they have no concept of, of they've never heard of soap, right? And some of these people on spring break, like I remember my days, man, you know, that is not a good place to be. But these people who feel like there's no rules, that rules don't apply to them. We, we've had, man, I, I love, I love the people of our church, but we've had some folks, some 80 year olds showing up to our offices. And I'm like, why are you here? Go home, please. And like, oh, I'll be fine. I'm like, no, you won't. You barely are breathing right now. Like I, if I get it, I'm good. You gone, please go home. Like rules do apply. These, these things are here for a reason. When we say that there's no rules, we, we, we become our own Lord, is what we do. There's, there's people in the religious who work out our own salvation. They're like, oh man, whatever is cool is cool. If it's good to you, that's fine, do that. When I was in seminary, I used to sit in the front row and listen to the professor so intently that they would you know, always call on me. I was that kid that would answer every, that's not true. I know, I know, I know none of y'all believe that anyway, right? I mean, I'd sit in the back row um, and I'd have my crossword puzzle, and that's how I think, uh, is, is that way. And, and you, I passed, okay? Everybody settle down. I have a master's of divinity, so chill your jets. Um, but I would sit back there, and, and there's a couple of other people that we were the back row crew that would always sit back. 
And there's this one guy, and I remember him, and, um, and so vividly, like, just how he looked and everything about him. And he was an irreligious person, man. He, he was a guy, we'd have these questions um, that we would talk about, and periodically the back row people would engage in the conversation of the class. But this guy and I one day had a conversation about sin. And, and what sin is, is, is really working out the salvation thing, right? Sin is choosing ourselves over God. Sin is saying, I know better about my life than you do. The path that I will make is better than the path that you have for me. Sin is like me, 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 not you, 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 right? And so we're all clear about that, right? And, and there are certain things where God's like, hey, follow me in these things. Here are some rules and regulations that I need you to keep, okay? And, and this guy next to me goes, you know, sin is a sin only if it's a sin to you. And I went, wait, say that one more time. Sin, well, sin is a sin only if it's a sin to you. And I went, okay, so if I take my pencil right here and jab you in the throat and kill you, but I'm cool with it, not a sin? <laughs> and he's like, and he dead faced me. If you don't feel like that's a sin, then no. <laughs> You've lost your mind. You're not in charge of this. Thank goodness you are not in charge of the way the world operates. He is. You are not the Lord of all. He is. You people who follow these rules and say if you step out of line and you color outside the lines, you're going to hell. Guess what? You're not the Savior. He is. There is only one, and Paul's making this point, who is both Lord and Savior, and it is Jesus Christ. He is the only one who can bring you from the darkness into the light. And so Paul says it this way. He goes, so how do you live that way? How do you work out your salvation? And what he's talking about working out your salvation is, he means how do you live in such a way that people understand you are the sons and daughters of God? How do you live in such a way that people understand you have been bought by the blood of Jesus Christ? And he tells you right here, he goes, be a light. Shine brightly in a world of darkness, in a world of perverse people who are breaking the laws and throwing everything out the window. Be for him. Be kind. Be loving. Like he says right before this in the Christ hymn, he's like, Jesus Christ was God, but he didn't consider himself equal and he took the form of man so that he could die and bring forth the new creation. See, we live in these uncertain times, and, and the fact of the matter is, if, if you really look at this question, did God cause this, did God allow this, all these different things, that's not what you should be focused on. Are you going to make it? No. I actually had that realization on Friday. Like, like Friday, I hit the wall. I hit my COVID wall. I some of you may have already been there. I don't know, but... I get it, we get into, we were sitting, it was just the four of us at this point. And it'd been like, look, we had spring break and, 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 and we had a good spring break. It was wonderful. Grace got to go to camp camp and she had a wonderful time. They didn't shut camp camp down because everything didn't happen until after they were there. And we're like, ah, they're yours now. And, um, and so she had a wonderful time. She came home, it was great. But then second spring break, like second breakfast, awesome. Second spring break, not awesome, right? And so we go into the second spring break of uncertainty and no plans. And, and some of you are thriving. Some of you introverts, this is your moment of glory, right? You are so happy about this. And, and you're like, everybody's so whiny. Yeah, those of us that need like people, we're hurting. 
Grace is hurting. She needs people. She needs structure. And she's been great. She's learned a new word. She's learned this, she said this word, she started this word saying, happy. Can you say it, Grace? Can you say happy? Nope, she's gonna be quiet. She's up in the balcony. Um, but, but Grace has this hot, hoppy, is how she says it. And she goes, E, hoppy. And, and she'll start clapping. And she's been in really in this great mood, this wonderful mood. And, and it's been great, but she's nonstop. Like, happy all the time is still annoying, right? I mean, some of you know people like that. And you're like, oh, dial it back, you know. We, we had a good week. She was happy a lot, but she had a couple of violent outbursts. And man, our rock star, Corbin, you know, had to pull her off a couple of times of Jenna because I wasn't there. And, and he's been amazing. And, and it's, been, it's been great and tolerable, but, but man, we need, some, we need some structure up in our life. We, we need places for them to go. And, and, and we need, like I always say this, man, school, first day of school, my favorite day. I love my kids, but I love to see them go, right? And, and we all have that moment. And, and now that we're stuck in this uncertain, it's Groundhog Day, right? And we're just sitting there and it's like the same thing. And, and I hit, had this realization be, because we don't know what's coming next week and, and, and all this stuff with the church and, and how do we respond, how are we going to respond. And I, and I was trying to write all these devotionals and, and so I got like five different messages bouncing around in my head. And I know we've gone over an hour. Where are you going to go? right? <laughs> you ain't going to brunch anywhere, so be quiet and just watch it. So, <laughs> so that was August's joke from earlier, but I dig it, August. Um, and so we're, we're, we're there, and I'm, I'm looking at all this stuff, and how does the church respond? How are, we going to, how are we going to seize this opportunity? Because this is the greatest opportunity for the kingdom of God that I have ever had in my ministry, and that has been had for decades and years and years and years. This moment, people are afraid, and when they're afraid, they turn back to God. Those who don't know God are looking for some truth and some hope, and it is our job and our responsibility to step in and tell them who they are and tell them in the face of this deal, you're not gonna make it. Oh, yeah, yeah, guess what? Better days are coming. You're not gonna make it on your own. If you try to be the, the savior and make all these rules, it's not going to work. If you try to be Lord and say whatever happens, happens, it's not going to work. And I came to this realization on Friday night, I was just overwhelmed by, by the pressure that I feel of leading this congregation. And I don't mean that to be guilt, it's just where I am. And, and the pressure I have of holding my family together as the head of my family and how are we gonna navigate that and wanting to give my wife breaks and all these different things. And, and it just came to a head when multiple sources, people came to me and said the governor was going to lock down the state of Texas on midnight on Sunday. And I just fell apart. Now that's not true. The governor's office came out and said, everybody hold on, we're not doing that yet. But you're not gonna make it became a reality for me. I didn't see a way through. And Jenna could tell that I was hurt and I was spinning. And she tried to pull the kids away and I'm just like, I'm fine. Just give me another glass of wine. It was water a second ago and, 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 and all of this stuff. And, and, and we went to bed and we woke up and, 
And Jenna knew what to do, and I, and I fought her on this because I was like, oh my gosh, I've been writing nonstop. I've been doing all this church stuff. She goes, we're gonna have family church time here together. I'm like, dude, I'm doing church tomorrow. I don't need it today. And she won, she always does. And she said, would you get out your Bible app and read Psalm 100? So I did. It says, shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name for the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever and his faithfulness continues to each generation. See, what I needed to hear was, I'm telling myself you're not gonna make it and God goes, I know you're not except for me because a shepherd will lay down his life for his sheep. And he already did. And so if you're sitting in a place right now where, where you think you're not going to make it, let me tell you that if you try to be your savior or your Lord, you're right, you're not. But if you let him be your Lord and savior, you've got this. You've got this, so shout to the Lord. Shout with joy that he is our God and that we are his children. Run into your neighborhood right now, onto your just, your, just your grass, don't go any further than that, but shout that God is good. And then watch how people crazily look at you. But those of us who know this truth should be crazy. We should be out there and we should be shouting it for such a time as this, the church was created, the church was given a mission. Jesus didn't say sit in your rooms and, and just be quiet and think about me and pray about me. He said go into the world and teach people about me. Take my love with you. We have a truth, those of us who know who God is. We know that even in the darkest of times, did God create COVID? Did he allow it? Is he, uh, not the question we should be focused on. Is God in control? The answer is yes. The answer is yes. I, I used this in the prayer earlier, but it was a vision that God gave to me at the first service and I just loved it. The day that Jesus and the disciples were on the boat, they were crossing the Sea of Galilee. And I don't know if you know this, but the disciples were scared of water. And you're like, but they were fishermen. Yeah, they fished on the shore, man. They didn't like the deep water because when you go out into the Sea of Galilee, winds can come like that in a moment's notice. And it can go from perfectly calm, great water skiing water to you're thrown up over the side of the boat. You know what I'm talking about? Just like, womp, womp, like that. And so they go out and they believe that evil dwelt in the depths of the water. And so if you fall over the side of the boat and you go down, you're going down to where evil lives. So they didn't like it. They were scared of it. And so late at night, they're out there and they're in the middle of the water and all of a sudden this huge storm raises and they all freak out. What's gonna happen? And they run back and they find Jesus where? Snuggled up, sleeping. He had his little snuggly 
right? His little, his little teddy bear. I don't know. Maybe he had one. You don't know that. And he was just asleep, peaceful. And they wake him up and he's like, dude, I was rocking. And they're like, don't you see what's happening, Lord? And do you remember what he does? I mean, he, he, I, I, this is how I picture it. He rolls his eyes, right? Anley McDonald knows about this. He's like, oh. hey, studio audience, baby, come on. And, and, and he gets up and he's like, are you, seriously? <sighs> All right. And he goes to the front of the boat. And he just goes, shh, be still. And the disciples sit back and, and man, they'd, be with, they'd been with Jesus for a while now, but, but now they have a new understanding of who he is. Who is this, they say, that even the wind and the waves obey him? Who is this that has such great control that even the depths of hell have no power over him? It's Jesus, our Lord, our Savior. So I don't know where you are in this COVID deal. I don't know what your questions you have. I don't know if you're, if you're trying to rule your way through this or just no rule your way through it. I don't know if you're sitting in a place where you're just afraid of everything that's gonna happen next and you're, and you're too much watching the news and man, don't do that. Turn that off and a little, little bit of Jesus in your life, right? I don't know if you understand who Jesus Christ truly is and what he truly offers you. And let me tell you, there'll be moments because I had one on Friday night where even when you know it, you still get rocked by those waves. But you surround yourself either in your home or virtually and, and through ever, however we can through our community. You surround yourself with people who remind you about Psalm 100 and every other verse that's out there that says, Jesus says, I got you. You are with me, you are my son and my daughter. I love you so much that I'm willing to give my life for you. In fact, I already did. And on that cross, I brought the new creation and the new creation is coming right now. And it has the power over viruses. It has the power over any disease. It has the power over addiction and depression and isolation. And that is the God that we worship. That is the God that we follow. There better be some hallelujah and amens up there on Facebook right now, because you people need to get excited and start leaning into the presence of the Holy Spirit because you will make it through this if you give your life to him and you surrender to the shepherd. So I don't know where you are with that, but I pray that you would know that you are loved, that you matter, and that he is with you. God is good. Let us pray. Father, we thank you and praise you for the ways that you move in our life. God, I thank you so much for the gift of life that you have given us. Even in these days of darkness, you give us a light that will extinguish any darkness. God, you give us a strength and a hope that is greater than anything this world can throw at us. And so I pray that you would fill us with that knowledge. And in those moments where we see the waves more than we see you, that you would surround us with those sons and daughters, our brothers and sisters, to point us back to you. That we would know that no matter what happens, when we start to wonder if we're gonna make it, we know as we lean into you that yes, we are. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' holy name. The church said, amen. Stand and worship with us one more time.